2,000 years ago, ago, Jesus entered the human race. He was a poor carpenter, a carpenter like his stepfather, and spent most of his life in one of the smallest towns in the world. He lived only 33 years, of which only the last three made up his public ministry. And yet, he is not only remembered to this day, but even the day of our morning newspaper bears witness to the fact that Jesus was one of the greatest men who ever lived. What makes him different from the other great prophets who have lived and died through the ages? What makes him more than a carpenter, a good man, a prophet, a beloved teacher? Well, the main difference is that Jesus claimed to be God. centuries before he made his appearance in Bethlehem. And then, just before Jesus was born, an angel appeared to Joseph, the carpenter from Nazareth, with these words. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be a child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us.
The great theologian C.S. Lewis wrote this. He said, either Jesus was and is the Son of God or else a madman or something worse. Jesus once asked his own disciples, who do people say that I am? Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus responded, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. Lord and God, you must choose what to believe. 
Is he Lord or not? Some might try to tell you that real proof of this fact is based on an ancient document, the Bible, that is out of date. Well, aren't other historical facts based on the eyewitnesses of those who lived in the time? Here are the words of one of Jesus' closest friends, Simon Peter. He wrote, We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God, Father, when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased.
that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. John the Apostle wrote that. He and all the others who saw, heard, touched, and believed were willing to give their lives for that message and that cause. They had seen Jesus himself die a horrible death to be the sacrifice for them and for us and for everyone for all time. Incredible power that would have transformed so many. What person, what event could have had that kind of power? The transformation was an execution on a Roman cross. The person was Jesus.
we now know the power of the cross and maybe even understand why Jesus had to die. But his disciples were not expecting that of their Savior. Three days later, however, there was a convincing discovery. The body of Jesus was no longer in the tomb where he had been buried. How could this be? Had he not really been dead in the first place? Had someone moved his body? Was it a hoax or a devious plot to unnerve those who had believed? Read now Luke's account of what happened with the disciples after the grave had been found empty. Jesus himself stood among his disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. He told them, This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in all nations.
I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 5 through 7. Jesus claimed to be the only way to God. Some have argued, can a person just live a good life and believe there is a God and still go to heaven? Well, if Jesus was telling the truth, then he meant what he said. He is the only way. Hebrews 10 says this. There is a sanctuary through the blood of Jesus by the new and living way that he has provided for us. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. John repeats this theme in the first of his letters. These things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us.
into a Christian home. My father read the scriptures to me, and he taught me to kneel in prayer. I understood the reality of prayer at a very early age. When I was four, my father was hit by a drunk driver and almost killed. I prayed, I prayed, and the importance of prayer. My father survived. And in 1959, spring revival, I gave my life to Christ. A lot of years have gone past since 1959. I could stop my testimony right there because that's enough to save my soul because I believe that Christ died for my sins and he rose again. But we should have a fresh testimony each and every day. Years have come and gone. There have been deaths. There have been births. My blessed children, they've had their ups and downs, but God has blessed me with them. And each time God has loved me through it, and my faith has grown. January and February this year, a weak time came again. And it was very hard for me. I don't like being weak. I'm a very strong-minded person. I'm very stubborn. And God took me off my feet. I didn't realize how stubborn and how strong-minded I had become till my first Wednesday night back in church. I sit here among you, and I listen to the testimonies being shared of how God had blessed your life and your loved ones, and I sat there. I didn't say a word because I was angry. I was angry because of what had happened to me, and nobody has any answers. I still have side effects that I may have to live with the rest of my life. But praise the Lord. The ones of you that are aware of it have accepted it. The ones of the dramas just sit by me and just let me have my, my way and hang on to the wall and window sill and left me in the back or you stood by and held my elbow. And I appreciate that. You are the somebodies that have prayed for me. I had to come back into the, the house of the Lord to find out where I was and to realize that I can't just wallow and feel upset with God because of my circumstances. His strength is made perfect through my weaknesses. If you see me propped up against the wall or you see me with my cane in my hand or you see me holding on to something, know that God is blessing me and my weaknesses. And I thank you for your prayers and I pray, I challenge you today that you will look to God's resurrection, find the joy in your soul, and find a fresh and a new testimony for him each and every day.